הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני אפר קדוש ומשבח עצמה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו במקור חוכמה רבנו נחנו נפגה נא נחנו 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 נאומן זכותם תגן על ראוי סלמן עכשיו בעזרת השם to come to this holy boldness Hanav, that we talked about above that we said is it's only through holy boldness that we can break the the arrogance of the Yetzirah, the Sitrach, huh? the evil forces and to come close to this Chacham and to merit Emunah Shlema that we talked about you need the holy boldness to get to these attainments but how does one get to the holy boldness? How does one get this holy azut? Through simcha, joy, happiness. It says, It says, The delight of Hashem is your boldness. This is precisely your strength. Meaning, through the aspect of Naseh Nishma, we will do and then we will listen that we said at Har Sinai whenever Hashem asked us for the Torah. Uh, do you want to accept the Torah? We said we will do and we will listen. Doing first before listening. This is the aspect of Simcha. How is this the aspect of Simcha? At the time that Am Yisrael said, 600,000 angels came down and they put two crowns on each person's head. When they sinned, they were, these crowns were taken away. And afterwards, in the future, whenever the sin goes away and we are able to merit the Torah again, in the future time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be able, will give this back to us, these crowns, the everlasting joy on their heads. Meaning this joy, this everlasting joy, which represents these crowns that were placed on each and every Jew, which these crowns were only placed on us because we said Naseh Benishma. Which means that this joy is sourced in Naseh Benishma. The only reason why we have joy is because of this aspect of Naseh Benishma. So we see here this idea that Naseh Benishma represents Simcha. And in the future it's going to be returned to us. Nimtza, and we find Naseh Benishma and Bechinat Simcha. That Naseh Benishma are the aspects of Simcha. Bechinat Simchat Olam al Rosham from as we see from this uh, verse, this everlasting simcha was on their heads, representing these two crowns of Naseh and Ishma. Veda, no? Ki shnei ha'adayim she'ikhtiru b'chorem b'naseh and Ishma and know that these two ornaments in which they were crowned with the aspects of Naseh and Ishma al-Har Sinai em b'chinat b'reshit bara. This represents b'reshit bara, the first two words of the Torah. In the beginning he created. Kamwa b'sifcha d'tinuta, the brown b'sifcha d'tinuta. Bereshit da ma'amar. Bereshit, this is a ma'amar, a saying. Bara, chati ma'amar. Bara is half a saying. Da edin ila'a. No, this, or da, no, this is edin ila'a. This is edin ila'a. Edin tata'a. Chokhmah ila'a. This is upper wisdom. Chokhmah tata'a. This is lower wisdom. So edin ila'a represents upper wisdom. Edin tata'a represents lower wisdom. Av uven, father and son. Ki na'ase benishma. Hu bechinat nistarot veniglot. So now Rabbanu is gonna... Is going to go into it. Naseh Benishma represents that which is hidden and the revealed. Naseh represents the aspect of we will do represents the revealed. 
הנו המצוות שאפשר לכל אחד לקיים לפי מרגנתו. These are the מצוות, the commandments that each and every person is able to fulfill according to his level. ונשמע, we will hear, הוא בחינת נסמאות. This represents the concealed. מה שהוא גבוה ונסתר ממנו, that which is above and concealed from us, שאין הוא יכול לעשות עבודה בזה, that we are not able to do a service in this מצווה. We don't understand it. למשל, for example. For each and every mitzvah, there is something that accompanies the mitzvah, that surrounds the mitzvah. Because aside from the command that is said in the Torah to accomplish a certain mitzvah, there is other things in the Torah surrounding the mitzvah. For example, and other sayings in the Torah that surround the mitzvah that He's about to give. So, Hashem and Moshe is a preface to the mitzvah, but within that phrase, there is an avodah there that we do not understand, clearly. <laughs> and the service in these words of the Torah, that surround this mitzvah that's about to be given. Um, for example, we know, You know what I mean? That we should do tzitzit, for example. But the first part of the verse is, Hashem and Moshe. Hashem said to Moshe, so those phrases, those words that surround or that speak before the actual mitzvah is given, has an avodat Hashem there. And this avodat that's in these words in the Torah that surround the mitzvah, they represent this aspect of nishma, the hidden. Because the mitzvah in itself we're able to fulfill. But the service that exists within these words, and we do not understand them. This represents the aspect of nishma. We will listen. This is the concealed. Meaning, we will do, we can fulfill, but the aspect that we will listen is the prefacing. It's all the surrounding aspects of the mitzvah. This represents Torah and prayer. Torah and prayer. Naaseh represents the Torah. This is revealed. The revealed aspects. What one can, knows to fulfill. So all of this that we just explained, that Nishma represents the concealed, the words of Torah that surround the, the mitzvah, this represents the concealed aspects, that a person doesn't know how to serve Hashem with that phrase. This represents Bechinat Tfilah. This is an aspect of Tfilah. She'id ve'kut amot Tfilah is ve'kut, it's attachment to God, it's clinging to God because listening depends upon the heart so listening has it directly connected to the heart of a person and you gave to your servant a listening heart and what is the service of the heart? this is prayer so we see here what? the aspect of listening listening heart so a heart implies listening as we know in the Zohar also And what does the heart imply? The heart implies tefillah because tefillah is the avodah of the lev. So we see here that the avodah that is in the heart is tefillah. And what is the heart? Heart represents shmiah, listening. And what's listening? It's concealment. So we see here that tefillah is the aspect of the concealed part that we do not understand. So what is prayer? Prayer is nullifying yourself and attaching yourself to the ensof, to the infinite one, to God. Because what is Ensof? Why do we call God Ensof? That He has no end. Because it's something, it's, God is 
because he has no grasp. And because he has no grasp in this, now we're referencing this idea that he doesn't have a grasp in the words of the Torah because they are concealed from him. Meaning those words of Torah that preface the mitzvah, the, the, the things that surround the mitzvah. Then it becomes an aspect of what tefillah? Dvekut, attachment. And so what's attachment? When Shehu rak bitul, it's only nullification that ends off to God, to the infinite one. And there's on each and every level, in each and every world, the aspect of Nasev Nishma. This exists in every single place. Because each and every person, according to his level, he has the aspects of this word Nasev, he will do. Meaning the Torah, that which is revealed to him. And he also has the aspects of Nishma, we will listen, which represents the concealment, the Tfilah that we talked about. Because one who comes to a level which is higher than the first level he was at. He goes, he grows, basically. Then what happens? His nishma, his listening, which is that which he didn't have a grasp as before, becomes a naseh he will do, meaning he can attain it now. Now he has another thing which is not attainable, another nishma. And the same is true from level to level. And each and every person, according to his level, he has the aspect of Naseh V'nishma. Each and every world exists this concept of Naseh V'nishma. Because for that which is, for this world, an aspect of Nishma, meaning that which is in this world a Nishma, consider a Nishma, that which is concealed. For the world of the spheres, Celestial spheres, it's an aspect of Naseh we will do, meaning it's attainable for them. They understand this. They have an aspect of Nishma that is higher than, than us. And the same is true from world to world. This represents the aspect of Torah Hashem, the Torah of Hashem, and His Torah. What did that mean? And it's in the Gemara. And my bad. And it says in um, Tehillim. And it says in Tehillim. So let's see here. Mitchila Torah Mitchila Torah Hashem. Torah Hashem. Shemukhinat Nista. At the beginning, it's Torah Hashem. What does it mean, Torah Hashem and Torah Torah? The Torah of Hashem and then His Torah and Torah Torah. His Torah. What does it mean? Mitchila Torah Hashem. At the beginning, it's Torah Hashem. It belongs to Hashem. Shemukhinat Nista. Hashem is hidden. And Nista God Hashem Elokenu. As it says, Hanista God Hashem Elokenu. The hidden the hidden things belong to Hashem Elokenu. Hashem our God. Meaning Hashem. He has that which is hidden. But afterwards, when he, he goes to a higher level, then it becomes his Torah. No longer is Hashem's Torah. Because that which, if it, if it belongs to Hashem, then it's concealed. Because as we said, so if we're, if we're calling the Torah that it belongs to Hashem, the Torah of Hashem, then it must be that the Torah that we're speaking about here is concealment. Because that which belongs to Hashem is concealed. But now that becomes Torah to our Torah shenase me anishma anase. This is whenever the nishma becomes a nase. We will do sheubchinat laniglot lanu vanenu. This represents laniglot the revealed the revealed parts. Lanu belongs to us vanenu and our children. Meaning it's no longer to Hashem. It's us. It's revealed. Vezeh and this is what it says in Tzarim. Hanistarot lashem lokenu. That which is hidden it belongs to Hashem our God. 
this to us and our children. This represents Nase. Ad Olam forever. This is the end of the verse. Forever to do all the words of this Torah. To fulfill all the words of this Torah. What does that mean? To go from level to level. That you should always constantly go from this place where your nishma becomes a nase, where that which is concealed from you, it becomes graspable, understandable. As it continues in the verse, to do all the words of this Torah, as it says in the verse, to do all the words of this Torah, these words of Torah reference the words of the Torah, the phrases of the Torah that surround a mitzvah, as we said earlier, for example, by Daber Hashem, right? As it says above, this represents nishma, that it should always be, they should turn their nishma into nase. And this is what it says, Ad Olam forever. That you should go from level to level, from world to world. As we said earlier, the Rabbeinu says that there's aspect of going from level to level, from world to world. Naseh Nishma exists in all these concepts. And you should do this, you should grow from level to level, from world to world. La'asot, to do, what does it mean? specifically to do, meaning to make your Nishma Naseh. It's called divrei Torazot, meaning there's the last which is Nase. It's called divrei Torazot, all the words of this Torah. Divrei Torah, emchina divrei Torah shesviyot amitzvah. Divrei Torah represent the words of the Torah surround the mitzvah. This is Nase. My bad, Nishma. Shem emchina hanistarot. This represents the concealment. Bechinot, bechinat Nishma kanar, the hidden thing, which which is what we talked about above. Yeh Nase mehem bechinat Nase bechinot neigrot kanar. That it should become the aspect of Nase. We will do the aspect of revelation. Meaning always go level to level to turn that which is concealed from you into revelation. This is how you grow. And it's incumbent on every person to go from level to level and from world to world. Until he comes every single time to another aspect of which is higher. Meaning that all those things which are in the in the category of nishma, the things which are concealed, the things which are prayer, the words of Torah that surround the mitzvah, the Torah of Hashem that we talked about, you should make all those things in the aspect of what we call naase, revelation, nigle, Torah. When it becomes your Torah, and you should make this as nishma another high. You should create a new nishma, meaning all those things which are which were once hidden from you should become naase, and then you create a new nishma by default. The, there you have new, almost in a sense, makifim, as we talked about in the lesson before. And the same is true of every single time you should go from one level to the next, from one degree to the one above, from one level to another level, until you get to the what? The genesis of the point of creation. The beginning of all the points of creation. Which is what? The beginning of the world of Atzilut. We know there's four worlds in the Kabbalah. There's, there's um, Asiya. The world of Asiya action. There's Yetzirah, the world of the angels, and the world of Beria, the world of the Kisei Kavod of Hashem. And then up there is the world of Atsilut. This is the highest point. And the beginning of all creation is Tchilat Atsilut, the beginning of Atsilut. And a person has to go from level to level until he literally reaches there. 
ושם יש גם כן בחינה עשה ונשמע, there too also exists the concept of נעשה ונשמע, ובחינה נשמע שיש שם, and they ask them נשמע that exists there who תורת השם באמת, איזה תורה בהשם genuinely באמת, כי בכל העולם בדרגת תורת השם היא רק בשם המושאל, because in every single world, in every single level, the Torah of Hashem we're talking about, the concealed aspects, the, the nishma that we're re- referencing in each and every world, is but b'ashem ha-mush'al, a borrowed name. Ki rak mechamat shenistar mimenu minikrat Torah Hashem, because the on, only because it's hidden from us, it's called the Torah Hashem. Moshibar Hashem na'aseh Torato. And when we come to there, it becomes His Torah. Meaning when you attain that level, it becomes your Torah. Ah, however, b'chinat ha-nishma shebitkilat ha-tzilut, the aspect of nishma that exists at the beginning of the world of ha-tzilut, the genesis of all creation, he Torah Hashem be'emet. This is the Torah of Hashem be'emet. Ki en gaboa misham, because there's nothing higher than there. Rak Torah Hashem amash. Only the Torah of Hashem, literally. Ve'achach kach, kshenichlal ba'en sof, and afterwards when you become encompassed within en sof, within God himself, halai ha'na'aseh, he b'chinat Torah Hashem amash. Then, the na'aseh, that which you were made from Nishmat and Aseh, we will do the attainable. It literally is the aspect of Torah Hashem, the Torah of Hashem, literally. And what's Nishma? The listening then becomes the aspect of Tfilat Hashem, the prayer of God. Because of the Torah of Hashem, as we see in the Gemara, Yerushalmi, Bekurim, Ani ki amti hatchila, I fulfilled it first, it says. Uchmo shem ruin, it says in Sotar, Hakadosh Bachum, Malbish Aromim, Vakeh Holim, Vakhole. That Hashem, He clothes the naked, clothes the naked, those who don't have clothing, and He visits the sick, etc. Vechelam ruin, Batanu Tikavacha, and it also says in Gemara Brachot, Minai Shakadosh Bachum, Mani Atfilin, Vakhole. From where do we know that Hashem, Hakadosh Bachum, put on Tfilin? So we see here this idea of Torah Tashem. But now let's see the aspect of Tfilah. V'chen yes Tfilat Hashem, the same is true, that there is an aspect of Tfilat Hashem. Meaning here, we see Hashem is fulfilling the mitzvot. This is Torah Hashem. Um, meaning the Torah of Hashem, which becomes Na'aseh. We see here this aspect that Hashem fulfills the mitzvot. This is aspect of Na'aseh. But now let's see here this aspect of um, of Tfilah. V'chen yes Tfilat Hashem, the same is true of Tfilat Hashem. Which Tfilat Hashem is the things surrounding the mitzvah. So we see above that Hashem is fulfilling the mitzvah. The things surrounding the mitzvah, let's see here. This is Tfilat Hashem, the prayer of Hashem. That says there in the Gemara, Brachot. From where do we know Hashem prays? It says, I will make them joyful in the house of my prayer. Meaning that Hashem prays. We find. שיש תורת השם ויש תפילת השם, דעתו זה תורה בשם וזה תפילה בשם. וכשזוכה להיכלל בעין סוף, and when one inmerits to encompass himself within God himself, אזי תורתו הוא תורת השם ממש, then his Torah literally becomes a Torah בשם literally. ותפילתו and his prayer, הוא תפילת השם ממש, is literally Hashem's prayer. וזה שאמרו רבותינו את יחם וחן, this is what it says in the Gemara, בבא קמא. המבקש רחמים על חברו, one who seeks out mercy upon his friend, והוא צריך לאותו דבר, and he needs a sort of thing. He needs something. Meaning, you need something. And you see your friend needs something. And you're requesting on your friend first, meaning that your friend should receive that thing before you. That person who prays for his friend is answered first. 
because that person who needs something, he's not requesting for himself. It's only because he's in the aspect of ayin, nothingness. He's in the aspect of techila, beginning, Genesis, Bereshit. meaning before creation. Because he's in the aspect of techila, beginning, because of this, he's answered first. Meaning, because he's going all the way to the aspect of techilat atzilut, the beginning of atzilut, where there, what? It's Torah Hashem Mamash, Tfilat Hashem Mamash. And there, what? You're encompassed within the Ensof, godliness himself. Ensof, what? Ensof? Ensof, there's no end. End comes from the word I, nothingness. We can't understand it. It's like there's nothing. It's all, all that's left there is a question. As we see here, Moshe Rabbeinu said, we also know Moshe Rabbeinu said, he said about him and Aaron, and what are we? Meaning there's nothing. He attained the aspect of Ayn, nothingness. It's this question. There's nothing there. It's not graspable. And with that, when a person goes there, he ascends before the aspect of creation, which is Trila. And this is why a person's answered first, because Na'anet Trila, it's in the Gemara, Na'anet Trila, he's answered first. Is the plan. Here Rabbein was explaining the Sod of the Gemara, why it says Na'anet Trila, he's answered first, because he's attained this aspect of Trila by the aspect that he's become nothing. Because he's made himself nothing, he has gone all the way to the aspect of Trila Tatsirut, the beginning of Atsirut, the beginning of the creation, etc., etc. Lichora. So now, Rabbi Nathan's going to add. Lichora. It would seem, that this is not a good connection to the subject that we mentioned above. Or, that for this idea that we're mentioning here, it's not a good connection to what we mentioned above. Meaning, there's, there's choppy parts. It's not really well flowing. But the truth is, it's that the subject is very clear to the one who delves into, into it slightly. Because it's brought above that which we said before. That we said earlier. That tefillah of Hashem, the prayer of Hashem, it represents before creation. The aspect of Ensof. Infinite one. This represents Tchila, beginning. And because this aspect is the aspect of Ain, nothingness, that there's no one who's going to attain this idea of nothingness. It's so high. Only a person who becomes nothing. Truly, truly, complete nullification to Hashem. Meaning he's completely humble, truthfully. Not, not a fake humility. Not a hum- humility for the... Because you know hum- being humble is something awesome. You know what I mean? That people look at people who are humble greatly. So you want to become humble to attain all this authority. No. That's fa- false humility. He's saying true humility. And you really nullify yourself completely to the highest point of nullification. As if you're not in the world at all. Until until you're encompassed within God Himself, the Infinite One. That there He's in the aspect that there is the aspect of Tfilat Hashem, the prayer of Hashem, only in this aspect of nothingness, of Ensof, is the aspect of Tfilat Hashem, the prayer of God. And this is why it's tied together very well, uh, what we mentioned above in the Gemara, that this is why they arrested him, Ayen Sham, etc., etc. Velichora, it seems contradictory. So, Vinatan brings this. It seems, at first glance, 
very strange. And Kesher Linam Pegam Agadul Atorazot. That what's the connection between the idea of blemishing Gadlut, pride, meaning that you have a blemish and pride, that you take pride. What does this Torah have to do with any pride at all? That we didn't mention this at all, this idea, this idea of pride. So it seems at first call, at first glance, that this Torah, it has nothing to do with Galut at all, pride and humility. So what are we talking about pride and humility here? But the truth is, that upon what we mentioned above, it's, brought, it's explained to those who look. That all of this idea to merit these levels of Na'asev and Nishma, which are, you go from level to level to make your Nishma and Na'asev, and then you have a new Nishma, and then to make then that Nishma and Na'asev, etc., etc., and to go from level to level. This idea, which is what Rabbeinu explained earlier, this is how one, that this is the idea of encompassing one within Ensof godliness, within Hashem Himself, Within the beginning of creation, all of this, it's impossible to merit to attain. Only through humility, true humility. Which is the aspect of Ain, nothingness. True humility is when one is in the aspect of Ain, the highest level of humility, where a person is literally able to praise him, where he's able to receive praise and not even feel pride from it, where he's able to praise himself. You see, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to attain this. As it's written in the Torah that Moshe says, Moshe and Moshe writes about himself that Ish Moshe Meod. When Moshe was writing the Torah, he he wrote about himself, and Moshe the man was the most humble. We see here that Moshe was at such a level that even he himself didn't receive pride from his own praises, which is a level that's extremely high. You know, Rabenu attained this, etc., etc. Only very few tzaddikim attained this aspect of Ain. And now this idea is brought very well how it's bound together. These subjects, um, the one who prays upon his friend, that Gemara that we brought, the Torah to this Torah, why it's connected. Because one who praying for his friend, even though he needs that thing that he's praying for his friend for. This represents humility. Nothingness. Then he nullifies himself. He doesn't suspect. He doesn't pay attention to himself at all. All he feels is the pain of Am Yisrael, his friend. And through this nullification, he's encompassed within Ayn, nothingness, within God Himself, which represents the aspect of Chira, God is before creation. The aspect of before creation. This is Nishma, that which is concealed. He mentioned, this is why he's answered first because he's become within the aspect of Tchila because he's ascended all the way to Tchila at the beginning of creation as we mentioned above this is where we'll stop here after that amazing amazing lesson Zat Hashem will continue it we have two more classes before we finish the lesson Zat Hashem um, we'll go from Chai to Chai strength to strength till we finish this lesson Zat Hashem and go from lesson to lesson God willing fulfilling the lessons of Rabbeinu Be'emet